Hey, Mark. Hey, Katie. Hey, you want to do a podcast? Yeah. Sweet. Okay. <laughs> Welcome to the Unforget Yourself Show, where we use the power of woo and the proof of science to help you identify your blind spots, get over your own bullshit, <gasps> so that you can do the fucking thing you actually want to do. Absolutely. I'm Mark. And I'm Katie. And we're the founders of Unforget Yourself and the creators of the Unforget Yourself system. Look, being a business owner is tough. Yeah. With vulnerability and with humor, mm-hmm. we'll be sharing with you the real stories behind the success of those brave and crazy enough to start their own business and to show you that you're not alone. You're not. Well, from the accidental entrepreneur to the laser-focused CEO, we have honest conversations about how they got to where they are today. We talk about the challenges that they faced and what they're currently dealing with in real time on their roller coaster journey. Along the way, we want to show you that it's, it's you. You are the most important asset in your business. Yeah, you are. So let's cut the bullshit and start the show. Enjoy. Okay. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the show. So today we have with us Stephanie Feger, the founder and chief strategist of Empower PR Group, who help nonfiction authors to write marketable books, successfully launch bestsellers, and build a thriving business around their empowering messages. Lovely. Stephanie, welcome to the show. Thank you. I'm excited to be here. Awesome. How are you doing? I'm hanging in there like a hair in a biscuit. Like a hair in a biscuit. Oh my gosh. Oh, <laughs> everyone Super at home, gross. we Super were joking away. <laughs> Stephanie dropped in some, what did you say? You're, you're all that in a bag of biscuits? All, and all that in a bag of chips. I said, I'm all not that all that in a bag of chips. And you were like, what? I'm like, well, maybe I am a bag of chips. I don't know. <laughs> This is the fun and games of being like the British and the American and all these sort of nuances that come in and, and the fun and games of hearing how we speak and how you speak. And I was like, what? What did yeah. you say? What the fresh hell is that? Awesome. And anyway. I'm a Southerner. I'm a Southerner. So we have, you know, really interesting phrases down here. Like, bless nice. your heart. Bless your heart. <laughs> nice. Okay. That's not Dude, a compliment. <laughs> we are going off track from the start. Oh, my gosh. Stephanie, can you expand a bit more on you know where you are with your business today and who is it that you'd love to work with? Yeah, absolutely. So some people that are my clients, actually most uh, grow up wanting to publish a book one day. It's like a bucket dream, uh, a goal of theirs. Mm. Uh, That was not me. I was working in corporate America, uh, loving my life, loving what I was doing, moving up the ladder quickly and um, leading marketing communications and uh, PR initiatives. But inside it was kind of... um, it was kind of uh, this struggle of me realizing that if this is what success is, I'm not happy with that. And uh, behind the scenes, I was using writing as a catharsis. And I started writing a book that nobody knew about and even I didn't know about. Uh, Mm. And it was almost like it was meant to be because I was impacted by a corporate layoff uh, that laid off over 600 people and everybody else was really sad. And I did a jig. I was like, finally, I can publish my book. And in publishing the book, uh, all these people started coming out of the woodwork. They were like, how do you know how to market a book? So, well, Mm. surely everyone does, uh, but nobody does. (laughs) And the Empower PR group was born. So uh, the Empower PR group has been around since 2018. We have um, had the pleasure of being able to uh, help kind of do it for you, do it with you, do it alongside you, coach you to support you through it, everything. Uh, Authors around the world really to write write marketable books, sell books Mm. and build a business alongside fantastic so your sort of journey started a little bit of a kick up the ass because you needed sound like you needed that to move forward whether it's what you wanted whether it's the dream but you weren't able to do it on your own which not negative it's it's so tough to do that so god the universe source whatever you believe in stepped in like look if you're not going to do it 
damn it. I'm going to yes. do it for you. I say, I tell everybody, God was like, okay, Stephanie, I gave you a lot of opportunities to do what I really want you to do. And you didn't do it. So I'm going to take out the one thing you think is comfortable and take it out and push you into uncomfortability, which is where I have learned is where innovation lives and you can really truly thrive. Uh, now I find myself five years later realizing anytime I'm comfortable, something's wrong. And so I put myself in situations that kind of push me because I get better and, mm. and I can help more people and I can do more of really what I'm supposed to do and live in my zone of genius. So yes, yeah. I wasn't going to leave. It was way too comfortable and cozy there, even though I didn't like it anymore. Yes. Now that let's, let's just pause there for a second. So whether you're, you know, you're about to step into the entrepreneur role, whether you've become an accidental entrepreneur, it's like, I didn't mean to, but I'm kind of <laughs> doing it now. That phase, that push, whether it's to make that jump or to go into a different pivot or a new angle or do something, to be able to take control and do it yourself is one thing. But once you see the opportunities, you, you could have seen, seen that as a, as a threat and be like, oh, I got to find another job or I got to do this. So again, it's you still had to interpret that. So it was a big sign and forced, but it was it was still your interpretation of this. So I think that's a lovely sort of nuance to drop in there with how to move forward, what what signs we we choose to see and how we how we do translate them. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And I'll, and, and you say that so lovely, but the reality is too, when my book came out and people were like, there are authors out there that need help marketing. I'm like, I'm not the one. And I actually tried to dodge that too. And it wasn't until I had more clients and I had time without a business name or even like the business infrastructure, didn't even want clients. Like I wasn't even looking that I realized, Oh, Stephanie, wait, uh, the secret sauce of marketing is listening. And if you can pause mm. and listen, I started to hear all of these worries and woes, challenges, problems that people had and what came easy to me and, and brought me joy was a beautiful solution that people would invest in. And, uh, and they have been, you know, we continue to grow, uh, in ways that, as I was telling you before, early on, earlier on, uh, in ways that I wanted to, the ways that I want the business to evolve, not the ways that the rest of the world says it has to. Um, yes. And that's important too. And I've had to learn that the hard way. Well, hold on. I think we're going to drop all the bombs straight away in this episode because, oh my gosh, you dropping in the secret source of marketing is listening. It I'm is. also going to sort of caveat that with the secret source to sales is not fucking wanting it. Mm, exactly. Now there's something beautiful in there. You barely had a business. You didn't want to make sales. You didn't need more clients. Well, financially, maybe you did, maybe you didn't. Who knows what's going on at that point? But get away from the sort of the money side and the scarcity and all that other rubbish. Yeah. Just the point in the business is you didn't need it and they kept on coming. It's when entrepreneurs, business owners, salespeople get into that role of, I need this to work. We need the money. We need the more clients. I need to help more people, whether it's from scarcity from yourself or the need to help. It changes your flow. It changes what you do, how you come across. And so I love listening to your organic story, which is inspirational without even fucking doing, without being intentional about it. Um, Thank you. Those are, those are two massive things. So listening is yeah, huge. Listening. Not it is, believing it is massive. It is. It is. And it is listening and coming from a place of value for people always. Like I tell our clients, don't give in, don't give up, don't give way, give value. Like if you are afraid of giving away your secret sauce, 
there's a problem there. Give it away. Because when you give it away, something really crazy happens. Uh, a new secret sauce comes around. Like you become even better. You grow and you're, you're even stronger. And so I love how you also connected the dots of like not pushing the sale. I have so many times, uh, you know, in our business, I offer free 15 minute chit chats for authors and those who are considering it. And I always say it's a no strings attached unless we get to the end and you say, Stephanie, how can you help me? I'm never going to sell anything because mm. I believe there's enough. There's plenty. We are busy enough. Like all that's good. There's enough abundance is out there. If I can help and serve, I would love to, I'd be honored to, if, mm. if we're not a good fit, I'm happy to share because somebody poured into me to help me be successful at my authorship. And this industry deserves to be a pay it forward one where we help other people in the process. I think when you do it, it comes back. Yeah, I mean, logically, we know that so many yeah. uh, of the experts and anyone in the industry says this, yes, give it all away for free. Um, maybe it's the, the the actual special source, you give that away, it's the implementation, it's the actual yeah. support in working with it. That's what you're selling. So there's yep. a whole to this. And also, if you give away your best stuff for free, they're like, oh my gosh, this is your free stuff. <laughs> Folks behind the paywall. Oh my gosh, <laughs> gimme, I, I want that. So there, yeah. there is that place. So logically, we get that. I want to talk about the entrepreneur as emotionally, because we're an emotional being, a spiritual being, but we have these neurochemicals, these emotions, and these phases that we go through. So it's all good and well saying that to have calls, not make an invitation or a sale, whatever you want to, to call it. But in a time when you're building a business, when revenue is a very real thing, it's the resource. That's why you're in business, to actually make money. So... Mm -hmm. Did you get to a point or a phase where you sort of caught yourself in, ah, yeah, I was, I now changed my direction. And it's like, I'm trying to go for the sale. I'm trying to do what people say to market. And it just kind of didn't feel right. And then it didn't really work. Well, in the beginning, when my first book came out, I so badly wanted my book to get into all of these like opportunities, the co these collaborative kind of partnerships. And there was a moment where I'm like, why isn't none of it working? Like, why am I, why am I pitching? There was a mega church here in our area. And I'm like, my book should be in their bookstore, like the bare minimum. I need that. I've like met with the church. I've met with the, you know, media person. Like I should yeah. be in there. It's not working. And I had a conversation, um, at what I call the magical Starbucks because magic happens at the Starbucks. Like I have had some crazy things, beautiful things happen, but I had a conversation with myself and I said, Stephanie, stop. It's almost like that. Um, it's almost like that principle that the more you push, the farther away it is. And mm. so I stopped at that point. And I said, you know what? Like, this was never a business I wanted to have in the first place. This was not a book I dreamed of, you know, writing and publishing. This was all for something bigger. You know, I call it God, but y'all can call it anything you want. Um, that the universe had something else out there. So I'm just fulfilling this, uh, this inner ch challenge. And crazy things, uh, very, very long story short, one day I found myself at a Starbucks meeting somebody who happened to be meeting someone before me. And it ended up being the women's ministry coordinator at the mega church who had just happened to buy my book a week earlier, was about to find me, didn't know I lived in Louisville, didn't know I lived in the area. I was about to find me online to see about a partnership for her retreat, uh, only to find out I was in the magical Starbucks that day, didn't know I was local. And the rest is history. I actually just got a text from her today. We've done four years of collaborations together. I've been a, a, a valuable member of the retreat team. It's one of my favorite things I get to do now, uh, all because I stopped pushing. And I allowed the, I, I stepped away and realized I'm in the business of not just harvesting, but planting the seeds. So mm. if, as long as I'm building relationships that are genuine, that are value focused, 
one day those seeds will come to fruition. I mean, I had a, an opportunity in this past April that someone had uh, observed my first book came out and my message around it five years ago that had been watching. And she reached out, had me come and speak and bought 300 copies of a book I hadn't yet written. Like it was amazing. And so that was a seed that was planted. I didn't even know when the harvest would be, but it was yeah. worth it. And that's yeah. why we yeah. do this. So yeah. But this experiential understanding, again, logically, we all get this, maybe emotionally kind of do, but it's tough when you're not seeing the impact straight away. And then the fears, the doubts, all the rubbish that comes into into play for us can start to weigh in. So it's holding that space. And that from Unforget Yourself, that's what Katie is so damn good at. Oh my gosh, holding that space, not pushing, being able to step into that, that place of genius. Me yep. personally, I have to work to continue to okay, come back into into alignment, come back into into my area because we all have roller coasters. We all have these dips, these top ten percent, the bottom ten percent. It's always going to happen. So, the one thing I want to pull out and what you said there was, um, yeah, the more you push, the further away it goes. Now that is such a great saying. Oh my gosh, and it nails it. It's so true. Keep on yeah. pushing, pushing, pushing what are you doing? You're not receiving and allowing and maybe not fucking enjoying along the way because that counts for a lot. It does. Uh, I do a lot of business coaching for authorpreneurs and I'm sitting here in my home office and I'm thinking specifically about one of the authors that has come here and we've chatted about her business and we took a reflective kind of 360 view and stepped back. And I was asking her those types of questions too. Like, why are you pushing so hard? Do you know why? And she's like, no. And, and she was uh, lucky to where the income of this business was not required, right? It was supplemental. It would have been nice uh, as a nice extra. And I, and I said, the problem that I observe is when we, when we throw all of our eggs in one basket, we expect too much of it. But if we step back and we allow our business or our book or our anything, really the opportunity mm. to grow organically, it will always grow better and, and it's time than what we could have ever planned. And, and maybe, you know, maybe my ability to navigate it comes from the fact that, you know, when I was, when I was at rock bottom, when I lost my job, even though I wanted to, to be, I didn't want to be doing that anymore. Um, I had no longer had the title. I no longer had the success that I thought was so important. And mm. I was able to see after a few months and a few years, like what happened without my knowing that I have learned when people say, Stephanie, what are you going to do in the next five years? Like I laugh. I'm like, I don't know what I'm doing in the next five minutes. Like I have given up looking too far out because sometimes the most amazing things happen, you know, and, and I want to give uh, margin for it. So I, I say, if you feel that pressure in your business, what can you do to alleviate a little bit of that pressure? And I don't know what that is. It could be doing a side hustle or it could be, you know, getting a, um, you know, getting a grant or something, right? Like just to give you a little space, because if, if you put too much pressure on it, it will implode. Like it's just, it, it just will, I think hard. Yeah. And again, the nuance to that is what area, whether it's you know, time, yeah. money, energy. There's so many different aspects that you can take on this, which the entrepreneurs have the, the weight of the world sometimes, the pressure on our shoulders. And it's, it is. That's, that's why this podcast exists. It's like, how can we talk with as many people as possible, share all the real shit behind the scenes and say, hey, you are not alone. We're all going through this at different levels, different scenarios. Some of us have got, got this area solved, but over there, there's a different beast waiting. There's always something that, so with where you are, not looking too far ahead, 
bit of a blessing and a curse. You need to understand sort of, okay, where are we going? So I guess you have a general plan. You, you have an oh, idea. I have a, I have a year out plan. Yes. But it's, yeah. but it's fluid. It's guardrails. It gives me the ability to like stay on the track to the top of the mountain. But if the mm-hmm. mountain becomes like two mountains, that's okay. Uh, and I do a couple of things on the regular to, to keep me grounded to it. So um, a couple of years ago, I implemented CEO retreat. So I take me, myself, and I to a hotel about 20 minutes from here. Uh, my kids aren't allowed to come except in the evening to swim in the pool and they have to go home. Like it is, it is mama time. And my dad always laughs because he's like, are, is the whole C-suite there? And I'm like, oh yeah, yeah. Like the CFO is like not being very kind. She needs a glass of wine and the C, you know, the, the chief program officer, like I, I giggle because it's only me, right? That's leading yeah. it all. But I, I earmark that time every quarter mm. for me to not do client work, to not do anything. I have like a parking lot that I keep track of. And if I notice that something in the business isn't running the way it, it doesn't feel right in my intuition or my gut, maybe we um, we take a look at it. And so I do that quarterly. Uh, and then last year I implemented something that will be a new staple in the business where um, our year, year plan is actually a 11 month plan. Uh, December is a complete sabbatical. We have no client work. Um, and if that means that we do nothing and we just go snow skiing, we can, or if that means, and, and my, and my team knows that, um, while I like to do that, I really like working too. So like I, but I use that time to reflect on what do I, what are we enjoying doing? What is working? What do we want to get rid of? Um, what can we not think of, you know, in the thick of the mm. trenches, like what can we see as like trends? So I feel, yeah. I build that in so that I can be nimble and I don't ever feel like I'm stuck. So quarterly, and we just did it a couple of months ago. I'm headed to another one in a couple of weeks, but my, uh, my VA and I got together and we were like, all right, well, we thought this would work great for this year, but we're making some adjustments. So because I don't have like a five-year plan in the way that most people do, I can adjust in real time mm. and it's okay. In fact, it's great. And it allows us to, um, to notice the trends, to give ourselves the wiggle room, but to grow the way that we want to and how the business does. And I do say we, because I want everyone on the team to feel that the business is growing how they want it to, too. Yeah. Fantastic. I mean, let, let's dive into that a bit deeper yeah. because with you personally, I know so much is about there are all these different strategies. There are all these yeah. ways that we're all told, here's how you scale. Here's what you need to do. And I say it so much like a broken record. Everything works. Okay. Every single yeah. one works, but what's the right thing for you personally? So you've already mentioned the right things for, for you as you were sort of trying to find your way. Now, how are you, because it can be tough to have all this, all the noise and all the advice and here's what you should do. And yeah we do try and follow it. We do try and try and implement it. What have you found in maybe the right and the wrong things of doing it that's helped you to find out what's most important is to do it, find, find my way that lights me up. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, a couple of years ago, I was taking a bath, which is a regular in the evening. Me and my baths are like my pivot from business to mom and uh, wife and person. Uh, But I was taking a bath and I thought, I'm going to close the business today. And the business was doing great, by the way. I'm like, I'm just tired. I'm going to close the business or I'm going to get a coach. One of the two. 
And so I found a coach and I said, I'll give it a year and, um, decided, you know, the business deserves another year. And it was not for Mm. any other reason, except I was tired. I was tired. And so sometimes we need to find external help to help us see what we are too close to see, to see, Mm. um, the beauty in, in having a business coach was it gave me some really focused time to realize that if I'm not well, then the business will never be well. And if I don't care for me, then um, I can't care for other people. Uh, but but what I learned in the process too, and this is kind of a hard thing for me, is I don't um, I don't I don't know that I have FOMO. I don't know that I <laughs> um, have where I worry about um, what other people do unless I am surrounded around it. So when I see a lot of people doing stuff, I'm thinking, well, I better do this or I'm missing out. Mm. So I have to be really careful of what I do allow in because then I will start to question things about myself. Um, yeah. However, adding to that, what I, what I uncovered is um, many people in my space, or if they observe my business would think that the Empower PR group is poised to be a typical agency that would grow like a typical agency does where you have um, account leaders and they manage stuff in certain ways. And so I've tested that model for like a hot minute Mm -hmm. and decided that is not the model for us. I actually think that the fact that we are a small uh, boutique solution for authors is our sweet spot and our secret sauce too. And Mm. so I don't want to be what the rest of the world tells me I should be. Uh, In fact, as our business grows, what we have uncovered is you don't have to allow the business to grow by just getting more people and having more staff. You can do that by narrowing your niche, getting higher quality products, upping your prices that are more in alignment with the industry and ensuring that you are really focused on offering what the right people that are willing and able to invest in the work that you do, um, the solutions that will help them immensely. And so because of that, we have, we continue to reimagine and say, we don't want to be a team of a hundred. We don't even want to be a team of 20. You know, we don't even want to be a team of 10. Like we want to really, I want to touch every author that comes through because I Mm. care about them and I want to create and ensure that the business is designed in a way that allows that. Yeah. With that, um, how do how do you know personally what is the right thing for you and what is just uncomfortable or unknown? Because I'm not saying that all that isn't the right way for you, but there is a nuance between understanding, oh, I, I don't want to have this amount of team members because I'm fucking scared of what would that mean? I have to then provide not only for my family, but for all of their families as well and the pressure and how to manage people. So it's so easy to hide behind a... Um, the protective layer of, I don't need that because I like this. Like, I enjoy getting referrals. Referrals are the best way to earn a business. Cool. It's not scalable. So hiding behind something versus actually, fundamentally, that's not the right thing for me. Because um, I think we can we can hide behind things and, and lie to ourselves through through fear. So how have you been able to work that sort of fine dance of, no, no, yeah. it's not that I'm scared. It's not that I'm uncomfortable. Yeah. I, I actually, I I really don't want this or I do want this. What's that like? Yeah. So I am a fan of like a tapas restaurant where you like go and you taste tests. And so when I like was in college, I did a lot of internships where I would taste test and try things. And I think that that's how I've also looked at the business. So Mm. I try something and I say, um, how does this feel? How does this feel? Did I like this? Did this work? Was this something that brought energy to me or did it completely drain energy from me? Um, You know, did you give it enough time to see if that approach really worked or did you cut it off before it didn't? 
And as I've um, navigated that, what I have learned is it's actually, you know, my, my intention of not scaling the business in an agency model has nothing to do with being scared. Um, actually, actually, to be honest, um, I could probably create a lot of amazing amazing jobs for people um, working at a company uh, that is really focused on um, servant leadership and caring for people. If I did do it that way, it is more around the fact of ensuring that I really want, I really think what, what differentiates us is our ability to intimately know our clients and for, I want to intimately know our clients. And so we have, you know, every time we've tried something, and again, it's not just me, it's me and the rest of the team, like we evaluate and we're like, did we like that? Did we like that? Did that feel right? Was it in alignment with our, our business mission and vision? Like, and, mm-hmm. and there's sometimes where it's like, it's not, you know, I, we don't want to be what everybody else is. We want to be the people that, um, that are passionate and care about things. The other thing, and, and, and this sounds a little kooky, but I'm going to say it is, um, oh, go there. Yes. I know, right. Right. Like I, um, when I do the marketing work, it is intuitive for me. Like it is not something that is, you know, trainable. Um, I try, I've tried and great things have come from it, but it is literally almost like when I touch a book, the book tells me what it wants to do. And I realize it's the 20 years of experience that came to get here. And yeah. so I don't want to, I don't want my, I, I have led people my, in my corporate world. I led people all over the nation. You know, I had to manage teams and all that stuff. I don't, I'm not interested in people management. I'm interested in um, client support and collaborative efforts. So how mm-hmm. we have grown the business is, and through partner partnering with what I call uh, my collection of really awesome people. And when they are really skilled in the specific industry, we pull them in. So for instance, outside of helping the author kind of in the core ways that we do it, we also offer website design support, podcast creation, branding design, um, self-publishing support, um, editing, uh, graphic design, photography, videography, media relations, et cetera, much mm-hmm. like an agency would. Uh, and while I know how to do all those things, this is the, this is the turning point in business. Just because you know how to do it doesn't mean you should do it. Um, so my zone of genius is truly in the strategy and the authorship angle, but I've collected some amazing people that we pull in for these yeah. specific projects to help get it over the finish line. So that is how we have, um, grown the business even farther to not just, not just for the bottom line, but because we've listened and mm. these are the core needs that the authors have, and we want to support them in it. Love that. Fantastic. Yeah. Because as a entrepreneur, there's so much that you can do, but there isn't yeah. enough time. And we were joking offline about, you know, balance, how hard it is to sort of balance. And some people are like, it's a myth. There's no such thing as balance. Other people will try and find it. But there is, yeah. that is a dance in itself to try and find what is the, what is the best way to fuel your time. And it does yeah. come down to your vision, your, yeah. your focus, how efficient you are with your time and how you manage the time when you're, you're feeling great and you're raring to go. And those times where you can take times off for your, for December or for your sort of mini personal Mm -hmm. retreats whatever it is so it's finding what's again now we're back to this finding what's right for you as you go through this so for you personally as I say we've spoken all about what is that you do and how you've evolved your business how you followed intuition or actually let go and be like it's out of my control I'll see what sort of comes my way and believing and following the right path rather than the other ones but for you personally 
when you stop and you pause, what still takes your your attention? What has your energy, even for a fleeting moment that is like, yep. it, I, I see it come back again and again. Yeah. Uh, well, I um, I like people to like me. I'm a people pleaser. Not in the sense that my husband is, he's an extreme people pleaser, but in business, uh, I was never a competitive human. So sports were not my thing, but I've always been competitive with myself. So the stuff that holds me back is when I'm like, we could have done that better, or I wanted to have accomplished this better, or I really hope that they are happy. And it could be that they are super happy, but their personality is not as like uh, flowery as mine can be right. Like I, those are inner struggles that I deal with of making sure that we have the satisfaction that, um, that is in alignment with the quality of satisfaction. I want, I don't ever put that pressure on my team. That is something that I do think, um, that I am proud of. Right. They know that. Oh, you reserve this just for yourself, right? Just for me. Lucky me. Yeah. Um, but what's beautiful is, uh, we have a very transparent team, so they know that about me and they can see when I'm like having behind the scenes moments, like what could we do better? And they're always pushing me. They're saying, no, you've done, we've gone above and beyond, or look Mm -hmm. at what we have done, or can we celebrate these successes? Or maybe we did drop the ball on this one thing or could have done it better. Here's what we could do to fix it. So, um, that has, that's probably when I think back outside of balance and how I've uncovered that daily balance isn't possible, but ongoing balance can be. Um, it's also been this, uh, I want it to all be done at a level that is honestly unattainable. So I've had to give up that perfectionism. Uh, and yeah, it doesn't, yeah. it doesn't leave easily. <laughs> it's hard. It's like a tick. It won't go away. <laughs> yeah. Oh, this ups and downs. See, it, it never ends. You can have as much source and as much belief, faith and direction but these things still, they'll always, again, they're sneaky, they're sneaky, and they'll always be there to sort of guide you. But as you yeah. grow, as you maintain, as you sort of change, because you, as you bring on more knowledge, different yeah. clients. Yeah. I love the way it's kind of working out for you, despite all the, the usual rubbish that goes around all our heads. So, uh, hey, Stephanie, thank you so much for, for being with us and sharing not only what you do, but behind the scenes of what it's like for you as, as a business owner. Absolutely. It was an honor. Thanks for having me. Oh, you're so welcome. Look, if people want to find out more about you and the work that you do, where can they find you? Well, if you go to empowerprgroup.com, you can learn all about the business solutions that we have. And I am also very uh, engaged and show up regularly on LinkedIn and love to have LinkedIn connections of people who are like-minded that have great insights to share and support one another. Awesome. Well, everyone go check that out and connect. But Stephanie, thank you so much for just being with us today and being so, so open. It's beautiful. Absolutely. Hey, Katie. Yeah, Mark. Want to do an outro? I sure do. Sweet. Hey, thank you so, so much for listening and making it to the end. Yay, you. So what happens next? We ask them the things that podcasters are supposed to ask at the end of an episode. Can you please rate, review, download? Subscribe. Mm. Yeah. But why is it important? Because that's how our podcast gets noticed. That's how people find us. It is. And we want all their earballs. <laughs> all the earballs all over the place. We do. Nice. Yeah. So please do all those things. We'll be ever so grateful. And then more people hear your beautiful voice. See you next time. Bye.